there, beautiful people. You're listening to Cast Ripple by Carla Berger from Cape Town, South Africa. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of Cast Ripple. Today, I want to talk about something that I'm almost afraid of to talk about. The thing I want to talk about is fear. There's been a whole series of events here in Cape Town, South Africa, that's brought up this fear, not in, well, not in just me individually, but as a collective for women and children around the country. There have been a series of murders and rapes and violence against women the past year or two that's been escalating. And the most recent one was a 19-year-old student that was violently raped and murdered by a post officer, someone that's employed by the state. Others have been violently killed by a police officer, which was also a former boyfriend. Uh, there's also incidents with Mr. Delivery employees that have entered homes and raped women. And these are only a few. There have been children killed and raped and it's spreading fear. And this fear is difficult to describe because it kind of hangs in the air. Especially this week, there's been protests in the city um, with hashtags Am I next? Hashtags, I will not be next. Hashtags, we will remember them. And just this, it was like, it was the final straw. And people are now speaking up. Even though they are afraid to say these things, they are speaking up. And I think it's a good thing for us to speak up. This fear that we are feeling as women in South Africa, and this is just my personal experience of ordinary things that I feel throughout my daily routines, is a general anxiety when I'm walking down the street in the middle of the day to go get myself a sandwich for lunch. Fear that someone would approach me. There's fear when I am walking on the beach and I realize how far I am from anywhere else, from anyone else. That moment where you realize you're in a space where if you scream, Someone might actually not hear you. 
fear of taking the N2 highway on my own in the dark to go fetch someone from the airport or to go visit a friend. These fears, it's always been there and it's always been and have has had an impact on our lives. I've been very fortunate where I have never, thank God, been placed in a position where I've been harmed. But I know people that have, and I see them, and I hear of them this week over the radio. There are so many of them. Some of them that we don't even know their names because we can't identify the bodies. So this fear is very real on an individual level, but also on a a collective consciousness level. A woman in South Africa or in Africa level. And it's become just such a part of us that we've accepted it. But it's time to speak up. It's time to speak up against this fear. Not against the fear, but against the acts that invoke the fear. Against the consequences that cause the fear. How have we been conditioned in such a way that it's become acceptable to walk these streets of us? of our cities and feel this general anxiety and fear always over our shoulder. It's become acceptable. It's become a way of living. And that's that's so unfair. So what I want to talk about today is not the fear itself, because the fear is part of the circumstance, the fear is part of the human experience. The fear is emotion that we feel. And that emotion is because of thoughts that we have, because of the way that we, our mind is structured. It's a fight or flight response. It's embedded in our minds, conditioned into us. And I want to talk about how we can move through the fear. We need to move through through the fear because if we don't, we get stuck in the fear. And if we get stuck in the fear, it ruins our lives. And we become that fear. And society becomes that fear. And fear invokes more fear. And it brings along harsher vibrations. So we need to find a way to embrace the fear, see it for what it is, and move through it. Move move through it. Not past it, not suppress it. I'm not saying don't feel the fear, don't act like it's not there, because that's what we've been doing to be honest that has been what we've been doing so we need to find a way 
to move through it. What can we do to move through it? I'm busy with Brene Brown's book, Braving the Wilderness. Now, I've not finished it yet, but so far it's definitely given some insights on what has caused our society to be this dysfunctional. And what has caused this is the, these social norms and these social standards that we follow where we categorize the people that are good or bad. We categorize and label people for who they are. You know, those are gangsters or um, those are hippies. Those are nerds. Those are snobs. Those people are rich. Those people are poor. And you categorize them because you want to find a place where you belong. I don't belong there. I belong with this group. This group is my people. But the problem with that is if you categorize yourself and you put yourself into a group where you think you fit in, that you actually don't find value because there is no conflict of interests. Whenever we think of interesting experiences we have, memorable experiences we have, if you just reflect back, you'll see that those experiences involved something that was unknown to you, something that was new and exciting and interesting. And we as a society have effectively cut ourselves off from experiencing those moments those moments of true connection, those moments of growth, those moments where your thoughts don't take you over, you're actually in the present moment. So that's one of the biggest challenges that we have, is that we need to unfile or unlabel people around us. We need to move in closer. We need to be able to approach people, people that are different from us, not even in only their circumstances, but just maybe the way they dress or the way they talk or they, the way they, their spiritual religions, whatever. If they're different, we need to move in closer to get to know them because we need to unlabel people. We need to gain those experiences where we can find true value. And the true value is not in the groups that we've labeled ourselves in. The true value is outside of those groups, outside of the groups where we are uncomfortable, outside of the groups where there is conflict and there will be conflict. Because in that uncomfortable spaces, in those conflict spaces, is where true compassion lies, where you'll find your true connection with people, with the universe, not in these made-up labels, these predetermined egos that we've figured out for ourselves and determined that this is who we are and we won't fit in anywhere else. 
that we need to fit in somewhere. Perhaps we can fit in anywhere. We can fit in everywhere. And this is also what Brene Brown says in her book. This is also in alignment with what Teal Swan says about fragmentation. Fragmentation isn't only an individual aspect, something that I talked about in one of my other podcasts. Fragmentation is also a societal thing. We've fragmented ourselves. We've divided ourselves. We've separated ourselves. If you just look at the way cities are form have formed, and this is like South Africa as well, apartheid completely screwed us over in terms of the physical way cities have been structured and it's still a problem and we can't get past because we fragmented ourselves physically socially spiritually on every single level we fragmented labeled filed everything into these neat little organized piles that create space between us. Instead of interaction, we are turning our backs to each other. So we need to move in closer in order for us to move through the fear, we need to know each other. We need to understand each other. Now I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, I can't trust people just off the street. I can't just walk up to a gangster and say, Hi there, I see the gun you have there in your back pocket, but my name is Carla. What's your name? I understand that. But that doesn't mean that you can't respect the other being That you can't see that being and maybe not understand them but just see them that they are there acknowledge them and not label them see them as a being an extension of divinity a unique expression of divinity and that expression of divinity has its place in the universe there is a a reason for that expression of divinity. There will always be a reason for that expression of divinity, whether you categorize that expression as good or bad. So you might as well open up and see that it's an expression of divinity and not label it. That being said, it's important for us to still have boundaries and to respect other people's boundaries. This is also one of Brene Brown's biggest works is that the people that have the most set boundaries are those that are the most compassionate. Why? Because they understand what is okay for them. For them, they understand what is acceptable for them and what is not acceptable for them. 
and they express and communicate those boundaries clearly and effectively. But they also understand that other people also have boundaries. And in so doing, they respect those boundaries. It's about clear and effective communication. That is what it's all about. Then there's another book, Alchemist, one of my favorites. And I'm going to read this for you, actually. It just, it spoke volumes into how we can move through fear. And I've spoken briefly about Alchemist. It's about a shepherd boy that goes in search of his destiny. And he goes through this entire adventure to learn to listen to his heart and to find his divinity within himself. And at one stage, he starts to listen to his heart and his heart expresses fear of suffering. And that, I think, is where we all are. We're so afraid to say something. We're so afraid to stand up. Not even against violence. I mean, it's easier to stand up against violence, but violence begins somewhere simpler. It begins with thoughts. It begins with things that people say to you. And the thoughts and the things that people say and the emotions they express and the ways they do that in normal day situations where we just leave it. That snide comment from um, a client or something that a passerby says while you're in town. Those things we just ignore. We just let them slip by because we fear what people would think if we set them right. We fear what would happen if we actually told them that that's actually not okay. That's not okay to say that to me. So the fear comes from the heart and the heart says that it's afraid to suffer. And the alchemist tells the boy Tell your heart that the fear of suffering is worse than the suffering itself. And I want to say that again. Tell your heart that the fear of suffering is worse than the suffering itself. So we carry around this fear that something will happen to us if we move around or go to the beach alone or drive somewhere alone and we carry around this fear. But the fear is actually worse than the suffering itself. And then he continues to say, and that no heart has ever suffered when it goes in search of its dreams because every second of the search is a second's encounter with God and with eternity. So if we chase our heart, we follow our heart and we comfort our heart and we tell our heart not to fear suffering and we listen to our heart, we open up our heart 
listen to it and let ourselves be guided by it, then there's nothing to fear. At one point, the shepherd boy gets a bit cocky about this situation and he tells the alchemist, he says, so if I continue to listen to my heart, then my heart will always tell me when there's danger and then I will never actually be in danger. And the alchemist gets a bit angry with the boy and he says, trust in your heart, but never forget that you're in the desert. When men are at war with one another, the soul of the world can hear the screams of battle. The important part of this is no one fails to suffer the consequences of everything under the sun. And that's also very much in alignment with another post I shared as a story on Be A Ripple earlier this week. It says, fear is a construct of our minds. Fear is thoughts, patterns. Fear is a choice. We have control of our thoughts, so we have control of our emotions. We have control of fear. But don't get me wrong, danger is very real. But fear is a choice. Fear will always be there. I think it takes a very, very enhanced and a very enlightened society and individual at that to not feel fear. We are biologically patented to feel fear because of our fight or flight response. It's a defense mechanism. So there will always, I think, be fear, but we can move through the fear. We can allow ourselves to be the being behind or in front of, rather, the fear. To see the fear and acknowledge the fear, but not let ourselves become the fear. Because that's the biggest concern for me, is that we are creating a society where we are becoming the fear. And when we become the fear, we just attract more fear. We need to be the being in front of the fear. And that beingness is within us. We need to trust in divinity, not just around us or above us or below us or from wherever you believe that godly power comes from, but that divinity is actually within us. It's it's inside of you, that light inside of you. You need to trust that divinity. You need to be that divinity through the fear. So there's the story in the Bible where his disciples are all on a ship and it's in the middle of the storm and they think they're going to die and Jesus comes walking on the water towards them. And they are awed, obviously, because there's a person walking on the water. Jesus is walking on the water. And he asks Peter to 
come to and move towards him. And Peter starts to walk on the water towards Jesus, but he gets distracted and looks at the waves and the storm around him. And he fears and he starts to sink. Jesus saved him. But that also ties in with not letting the fear take over our divinity. Trust in divinity. Because if you just look straight into fear and only feel fear, you're going to sink. We're all going to sink. So we need to trust in that divinity inside of us. So this is what I do. When I am walking alone somewhere, and there are still times when I, I feel fear, I mean, I'm a human being. Fear does become, I become fear sometimes still, but I'm working on it. And I need, I need, and we all need, every single one of you guys to also work on not overcoming your fear, but just moving through your fear and be becoming that light inside of you. So what I do when I am walking to go fetch my sandwich, I feel my feet on Mother Earth and I feel her power going right through me, up into my spine and it radiates out of me like a light like a ripple and that it protects me I'm not saying that nothing bad will ever happen to me because of that but I'm saying that I am not the fear in that moment in that moment I am divine light and energy and love and life and if we can continuously walk in that presence, this universe, this place we call Earth, will be much better off. I believe that. I feel that in me when I'm walking that way. And that's what I want to share today. Just don't be afraid to speak your mind, to speak your peace. It's time for us to move away from fear, to, wave, to move through fear, to accept it for what it is, and to shine our lights even stronger and brighter. To not become fear. I will not be next. Please follow me on Instagram, B underscore A underscore Ripple. I'm also on Facebook. All my love. Speak to you guys in two weeks. Bye.